We are shows what you know We'll always watch TV And if you think we can't We'll watch more and you'll see That's why the people of the web Believe in Jim from Las Vegas And Jacob from Sweden Welcome to Shows What You Know. That's right, your favorite destination to discuss all of your favorite and maybe not so favorite TV shows. Welcome. We are discussing Fargo Season 3, and I'm Jim Scampoli. And I'm Jacob Burrows, and I'm ready to do another show that we actually like. What mm. is this? This is another streak? What is this show? <laughs> what Are we not just two bitter weirdos anymore? Like, how are we supposed to get people enjoying it then? People like bitter weirdos. Maybe not in our experience, but generally. How you doing, Jim? I am doing great. And yes, it is. it is exciting and fun and new and different to discuss and watch shows that we like. Now that we're out of Legion territory, uh, sorry, the right off the top, shitting on something that you probably like if you're here, uh, but hey, moving on. Uh, well, this goes to show we don't hate Noah Hallway, Hallway, Holly. Uh, we don't hate him. We like him. Uh, we want him to succeed. And in this case, I'm pretty much on board with everything he's doing here. And uh, as it has been in in seasons one and two of Fargo, uh, how did you feel going into? Uh, we're gonna be talking without spoilers first, by the way. Yes. Uh, and then get into some more details, but only of the first three episodes because that's all that's out currently. So, so what were your thoughts going into this season? Um, I mean, I was very positive coming off of Fargo season two, but then I watched a show called Legion, and I apologize if you're a fan, but I, it just didn't work that well for me, so I was getting a little worried about Fargo season three. It's not to say that it's all, it's all roses and sunsets and sunrises. There might be a few quibbles I have, but, uh, yes, I'm, I'm on board, I'm, uh, um, I'm digging, I'm picking up what they're putting down this time, at least three episodes in. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how, I assume you were completely in tune and knew the plot summary of every episode before uh, the season even started, probably. As usual, I didn't know anything going Well, no, I didn't it, know so. anything. I, uh, the only thing I knew, I just knew that Ewan McGregor played two characters. I, I didn't, I didn't watch... even. Dude, I didn't know that until right before we did the show. I, I watched three episodes and I didn't know that. So <laughs> that's how little I know. And I mean, did they not come out and say, like, this one's going to be in the exciting time period of 2010? Was that not known before it started? Um, I don't know. Because again, like, I, I, I did purposely try to stay away from the trailers and stuff. But I think even their trailers <clears throat> are usually, uh, they keep it close to the vest for the most part. I think oh, yeah. usually their teasers will just be kind of like it'll show. I think I did see one teaser actually. I lied, and it just showed like a diner and it, you know, a light like some of the letters went out and it spelled something different. Then it was like Fargo. It was like ooh, <laughs> ah, Fargo's coming back. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. I mean, that's also what the plot is sometimes like, where it's. Uh, uh, a bit shattered. Like, even if you showed a complete scene from the show, you would, might not know what the show is about. Because mm. uh, it's kind of... Yeah, it's it does what it wants. And uh, But anyway, the first scene is disconnected from the rest. It's like in, in the Cold War times. Uh, so in East Berlin, I believe. So that's why I was like, all right, here we go. I Cold will, War Fargo. <laughs> I will say that that first scene definitely had me worried. Mm-hmm. Maybe not Why the is that? not not the first scene actually the first shot because I don't recall. I know we're not in spoiler. This isn't really spoiler. It's the first shot of the show. We're True. coming. We're like the camera's like moving in, and you don't really know like what you're looking at. It's like a grid and all this stuff, and then you realize like the camera's moving okay. through a microphone. And, like, you come out of a microphone that's in the ceiling, and all I thought of was Legion. Mm. All I could think was Legion, and I'm like, oh, fuck. Here we go. Did you notice when he turned the camera upside down? 
Yes, no, I did notice that as well, and I also thought of Legion. <laughs> now that I didn't dislike that, but it's like we've been slightly colored by the whole Legion background, which which it was a show that we, if you haven't listened to all eight uh, hours of us discussing it, it's a show that we really wanted to enjoy, but it didn't hit for us. Uh, Noah was pulling a lot of the tricks he's doing in Fargo, but. I think it's because it's supernatural stuff going on there, and here it's completely, like, naturalistic, but yet the events that are happening are absurd, and, like, it's about the weird little connections between people and misconnections and and stuff that can spiral completely out of control, and that makes, that jives so much better with his style, I think. Yeah, yeah, I agree. The style, it's not quite the hero here. Um... Whereas in Legion, I very much thought, like, the style was, you know, it, it was, like, kind of the, the, the main course in a way. Uh, mm-hmm. It definitely, I mean, obviously, it still did serve the story and the characters of that show, but it was kind of the big, the big selling point to get that across. Whereas, you're right, yeah, this is more grounded with, like, very strange things, and then the style just helps that along more than, you know is in your face at least Mm -hmm. that's the way i took it yeah and in a strange way fargo can be pretty fragmented in a in if that makes sense where you see like even if you just have a scene with a character the way they write it the way they put it together they can make you feel for a character with just probably someone sitting drinking a coffee and speculating about life out loud uh, to some other character who doesn't understand what they're saying, uh, and then we'll be on board and we'll like, yeah, we want to follow this person now. We want to know what's going on, even though it doesn't give give you like a big battle of good versus evil or or superpowers or anything like that. You're still <clears throat> like you get invested so much quicker in this show, and it's impressive that they do that, even though. As with Legion, they're kind of, um, it's it's a little all over the place sometimes. But I mean, that's the thing that's so impressive about Fargo is that it's so engaging. Uh, even though I, there's a lot of stuff going on that I know I would be complaining about if it weren't so good. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And um, especially like um, coming off of, I mean, the the show in general when it was first announced, all I could do was roll my eyes and be like, "Oh, what the fuck? What are they doing? What is this?" Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then the first season was really good, and then you know, then it was like, "All right, you know, next season's gonna be like completely different." And they're like, "Oh fuck, what are we doing here? <laughs> What's going on?" And uh, are we negative? <laughs> are we negative people? <laughs> well, it's hard. It's I mean. We definitely, as far as media concerns, I guess we could be we we're, we could be pretty negative, but it's because we've been burned so many times, and not sure. just us. I mean, you at home, you the watcher, you you've had that, you've had those moments, you know those things. You've had that show you've been looking forward to, or the movie you've been looking forward to, and then it just doesn't deliver, and you're like, why? Why did they do that? Why did they mess it up? Uh, so it's hard. It's hard not to do not to to, to think that way. Now I um. I haven't looked into this yet. I I, I kind of wanted to just go into the discussion fresh. Uh, are there weird little connections that I'm not picking up yet to maybe the other seasons, or is this one completely fresh? The only thing, the the Stussy sounds vaguely familiar. I mean, I think it was like a, its own thing, anyways. But I'm trying to think if there was actually a reference in to something like that in one of the previous seasons. Mm, it seems likely, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't. I, I know even less about that than you, mm. so I can say. Let me Google it. Fargo okay. connections. <clears throat> um, but well, well, one, well, if you're looking into that, one other thing I wanted to say, bringing up the other seasons, it is great. the 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 way the way the show is, and especially in connection to the movie, it's great the way they capture this same tone where everything does feel. It does feel like, you know, okay, that's the Fargo show. Like, it's hitting that same tone and the same type of characters with completely different stories with maybe maybe some weird nods and references. Um, I I, I really do admire the way this show has come about and the, the choice they made as far as, like, a TV, like a movie, a TV adaption of a movie is concerned instead of just being like, 
let's do the movie and like spread that out over a season and then try something else and then do this, which is like that from dusk till dawn show did like they did the movie from dusk till dawn, but like spread the whole movie out over a season. And for some mm. reason I watched every single episode and uh, <laughs> I mean, it had its moments, but it wasn't very good. Yeah. Uh, but I, I just, I really like, it's weird. Cause when you're watching it and then an episode ends and you're like, yeah, that completely fits with everything else I've seen, but it's its own new thing. So I yeah, do got to give yeah. Noah Hawley credit for that because it's like, especially if he was working on Legion as well. And I mean, just coming off of Fargo season two, which was great. Then he did Legion, which was eh, whatever. And then, uh, you know, right back in the thick of it with Fargo season three so far. So, yeah, I think you made a good point that it's like not often you see an adaptation that's taking the spirit in such a such an efficient way and making it something new like it's usually either retelling it or, or doing something that doesn't capture the spirit but as you said when you watch an episode you're like yeah this is all fargo even when they're very different from each other and the seasons might be different or they they take an episode to go do their own fun thing and it's, it still feels like it's all it's all connected not necessarily in a in a like every little detail, but yeah, I, I couldn't really find any good I would, uh, I mean, answers to that. We'll look in. I, yeah. I, the, I usually I would look into that stuff, but I want to watch most of this season mm-hmm. first because I mean I'm sure there are plenty of BuzzFeed articles and whatever the fuck where they're going over that, and I'm sure there's some some people watching this. They're like, oh, how are you discussing this show right now? And not getting into it. I I will look into it, but I I want to I want to be able to enjoy this show for a bit first before I get caught up in that. Um, you don't know that Varga was the guy who employed the assassins in season one? I, I f- no, I don't. I, yeah, I figure it'd be something like that. Uh, I, w- um, but one thing I do, I mean, kind of on topic of that, like, reference type stuff, I do like that y- it's a Fargo adaptation, but it's the way the show's been, it's been more like there's all these weird little nods to, like, all Coen Brothers movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I know in season two, they were doing that a ton, like just weird little lines and references that were to different Coen Brothers movies. And I feel like uh, in I think I believe it's in the first episode of this season, there's a character who's like smoking while driving and he goes to throw the the joint out the window and then it falls yeah. in his lap and he's like has to swerve around the street. And that's like the exact scene in Big Lebowski. And mm-hmm. usually I'd be like, oh, that's not a reference. That's just a thing you do. It's such a general thing. But with this type of show, it's like, oh, no, clearly I think that's 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 just a weird little nod to Big Lebowski. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and it's weird that, again, they can do that and it all makes sense. Yes. <laughs> works in yeah. this one. Yeah, you don't need to, like, you don't need to get it, obviously. It's not a reference in that way where, like, if you don't get it, something's going over your head. But it's just a nice little nod, like, okay, you know, yeah, we're adapting Fargo, but we're also adapting all this like Coen Brothers type vibe, which in a weird way, if you're the Coen Brothers or you're like, fuck you, bro, stop uh, <laughs> like stop getting shine off us, dude. Like, yeah, it's cool. You're doing your little TV show, but stop like ripping all our shit, dude. All right. I think it's how maybe they talk. The Coen- <laughs> yeah, I assume so. When, they, when you're the Coen Brothers, maybe you're watching Legion and you're going... That's fucking right. I knew it. <laughs> I fucking knew it. It was all us all along. Uh, but yeah, I mean, in another show, or this is a bad example, but it feels like people hit that stuff too hard where it would be like someone in the passenger seat would say, whoa, you dropped that joint like the Big Lebowski <laughs> yeah, or yeah. something like that. What is this? The Big Lebowski? Or it's like, yeah, whoa, you're like, whoa, dude. <laughs> what are you doing, dude? Yeah. It's like, uh, call me Duderino. <laughs> Want to go bowling? Yeah, yeah. For Columbine? <laughs> Other movies as well. Um, yes. So, uh, what was... Yeah, I had, I'm had. i not the biggest Coen Brothers expert, so I kind of had, had to have it pointed out to me. But when I did, it's like, oh, yeah. Uh, some of the stuff that's uh, echoing their other work and, in general, just feels like them, even though it's Noah, mostly. Mm. Uh, and, yeah, yeah, it's very good. Do you have any other more uh, spoiler-free thoughts before we get into specifics? Um... I mean, the only thing I'm not going to get into specifics because it might be spoilery stuff, but the only thing I will say episode three, I didn't love. Um, And it started, you know, reminding me of uh, other things 
like Legion mm-hmm. maybe, but uh, not so much. But I, I will just say, yeah, it's I'm pretty positive across the board. The latest episode, I was kind of like, uh, I'm, I'm not really loving this, but hey, it's an episode in a season of what? Probably at least 10 episodes or something. You know, they, they're all going to be amazing. But otherwise, I'm fully in. I'm, I'm digging the characters. I like the cast they got. And uh, I'm excited to see where everything comes and goes and comes and goes. <laughs> Absolutely. So if you um, if you haven't caught up yet, you should stop listening and catch up to the first three. Uh, but I'll say when you do that, you can send us your opinions to shows what you know show at gmail.com. We have some feedback a bit later where one of our listeners actually said the opposite that the third episode was their favorite. So Ooh. we'll get we'll get into that after discussing more details and stuff I think um, yes I, I agree uh, just final spoiler free note that um, this is good watch this uh, watch this show uh, the third one I, I did kind of I did I enjoyed it but it, it's like this thing of them wanting to do something for an episode and doing their own little thing and sometimes that's going to work for you and sometimes not but yeah. overall it's much more refreshing than say spending eight episodes doing one thing trying to do a thing and, mm-hmm. and and it either works and it doesn't they they do unique stuff but they limit it in a way and uh that's about that for spoiler free thoughts cool and now spoilers spoilers for the first three episodes <clears throat> of fargo so yes uh it begins in berlin and there's a scene that seemingly has no connection at all to the rest of the show what do you think is it ever gonna come up or is it just a little uh, disconnected prologue or metaphor for the whole season. Yeah, it's hard to say because typically I would say it almost definitely has to come up again. But yeah, with this type of show, it could just be it's a little yeah, it's it's its own little parable about stories and you know because there's that that finish or whatever where it's like you know you wanna you're sitting there telling me stories and we need facts. And then, you know, then it goes right into, you know, this is, this is a true story. And then true goes away. This is a story. So it's like, are they just telling us about stories and how things work together? I would hope, (laughs) I would hope it's going to mean something, but uh, like something more direct to what's going on with the characters. But I could totally see it just working as this, this weird, like, here we are. This is Fargo, remember? This is how things are. Are they telling us about a rabbit that's never going to come up again? Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Maybe something like that, a little parable for everyone, mm-hmm. a little fable almost. Yeah, yeah. I, I, maybe it'll be like some connection to, you know, Vargas European, <clears throat> so maybe something or other, but doesn't seem super likely but anyway that is all unimportant as the show states by moving on quickly to the rest uh uh, rest of the first episode which is all about this weird uh confluence of events where things come together and connect in weird ways in like in in like dirk gently ways almost things connect and, Mm. and like come together where if it was another show you'd be like that's stupid that there would be a coincidence like that but this show and and the original movie has always like leashed the power of coincidence to make like wacky stuff happen and yet it has its own unique feel to it and take on it uh what do you think about the first episode well i mean and, and the reason why a lot of coen brothers why i like why i love a lot of coen brothers movies and the reason why this show works so well for me is i love a story about like idiot criminals and yeah. and yes and like the weird like confluence of events and how that can set a chain reaction to cause so many problems because it's just nice to see because probably the way most criminals are yeah they're just pieces of shit <laughs> you know they're drunk they're high or drunk all the time and then you think like all right this is just a simple job we just need to do this this and this and then the guy's like all right i got it and then it just spins out of control. Um, so I, I really enjoy watching that pan out. And, you know, yeah, the way this all comes together, it's a, it's a nice, you know, mistake of like, all right, I need you to steal this stamp. And here's the name. Here's the address. And, of course, the guy loses the paper and he's like, I'll figure it out. I'll remember. I know where we're going. And then a nice mistaken identity where a poor, innocent person just in the 
wrong place at the wrong time gets the brunt of it. And it I mean, it, it was weird, the escalation, because it starts out, we have, we have our twin Ewan McGregor's, and we get, you know, they quickly kind of get us up to speed with their relationship. You got schlubby Ewan McGregor, and you got <laughs> well put together Ewan McGregor. And there's yeah. something in the history of a uh, inheritance, and one one thing was a really you know ex, uh, 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 expensive stamp collection, and then the other one was a Ferrari. And schlubby guy takes the Ferrari, not knowing that the stamps are worth a lot of money, and you know that breeds discontent. But when he he he's a parole officer, and he hires what looks like just like a criminal, yes, but not necessarily a killer. You just yeah. think he's just some, you know, uh, some typical loser in a bar. Uh, but then things amp up where he does commit a murder. But either way, I'm all about that. I, I'm loving the the dumb criminals that mess things up and everything kind of spirals out of control quickly. Yeah, and it's always a nightmare <laughs> for the people who are trying to figure it out because you're kind of watching them <laughs> yeah. follow leads in this show and you're like... There's no way that you're going to be able to put this together because it's so stupid. Like, I watched it and I barely believe it. And I feel like that's somehow sometimes what crime is like in the real world where it's like, well, you know, we had to look at their Snapchats and try to piece it all together. But we don't <laughs> like it doesn't make any sense. And they did this stupid stuff, which is super legal and so on and so on. Uh, but yeah, there's a so... Yeah, and especially the the police officer lady, who's our other main character, who's following up on this murder of our stepfather. And then there's, I mean, they're both called Stussy, which I obviously thought, you know, there would be some family connection there, but that's quickly uh, debunked. There's no, they just happen to have the same name. Yeah, I totally thought they were going to go for something like that, too. Because uh, it would be super, uh, you know, Cohen brothers that he goes and murders their grandfather or something yes, uh, instead yeah. of the brother. But no, it's just some other guy called Stussy, except that's a fake name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bit of, so another coincidence, and that's the stuff that wouldn't work in another show, but it totally works here, I think. But if you're the person investigating that, and you find find like a secret box of hidden books, and you're like, yes, I'm on the trail, and it actually has nothing to do <laughs> yeah, with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's just this weird, you know, secret past. And, and I mean, it's interesting the way they play it out, too, because they they specifically have it be the the cop's stepdad instead of her dad. So it's just like a weird, like connection but not connections because you can even be like well he wasn't my dad and it's like oh you're yeah. you're you know you're investigating your dad's murder it's like well he's my stepdad <laughs> it's like, all right <laughs> uh well and it and it's interesting because the the i mean the thing that's great about these shows is how like the the crime happens and that stuff's amping up but then you have you know other stuff that are going on kind of in the background like yes we have this it was a narwhal firm or whatever uh, for, for VM Vargas because he mm -hmm. shows up with, you know, who you think is well put together, you and McGregor. But, you know, he's got his own little skeletons in his closet because they took a million dollar what they thought was a loan from people who didn't ask for any type of, uh, you know, capital or, or, or something to, you know, like a standard bank loan. And now yeah. they don't realize. Now they're realizing that they're in some sort of partnership with some seedy individuals. Yeah, and I love that they have like a. He's like the parking lot king <laughs> of Minnesota. Yeah, <laughs> it's like there's everything so anticlimactic in a way, but uh, but it's and that's the same as when when she's like, well, you know, my stepdad, because <laughs> uh, in a way that's almost making it even more of a point that. It's about her. She's trying to deal with something else by mm. dealing with this. Because yeah. otherwise, if it was her dad, it was like, fuck, yeah, I got to do this. And it would be like die hard. But now it's like, well, you know, I'm not satisfied with my life. So <laughs> <laughs> I need to look into this. Uh, but yes, uh, the Varga shows up and starts taking over uh, Ewan McGregor's business. And he tries to get out of that while still being in conflict with uh, with his brother about the stamps and stuff, and there's all sorts of uh, <laughs> bungled heists going on left and right. So so it all gets pretty crazy. But but the first episode then ends with this murder kind of, and uh, they say that his mouth was glued shut. Is that a literal thing? I believe so. Yeah, it's a very weird way that he like he they 
he glued his mouth and nose shut and basically suffocated him. So it's a very strange way to kill him and very, like, fucking awful way to go. <laughs> well, yeah, and where did you get the glue? They, I feel like they didn't, like, uh, didn't show that gun early on, really. He just kind of glued his mouth and nose. And it, I mean, it was weird because the moment he left his freezer open to go and check on the noise or whatever it was, I was like, yeah, that's going to be all melted over his corpse in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was just forgetting that nice beeping sound effect while while they were investigating what was going on there um but yeah gluing it, it seemed almost out of character with that that person yes, uh, who did the crime because it's but... like a weird like tortured type way like and especially if you're trying to get information because you <laughs> could assume like he has him tied up because he's trying to f- ask him about the stamps because he you know, all he knows is i'm going to a rich guy's house to steal stamps and he mm-hmm. thinks that's a rich guy you know it's just a dude that lives in a house <laughs> Kind of in the middle of nowhere. He's like, all right, look at this rich guy with his house. (laughs) I'm going to glue his nose and mouth shut. That'll learn him. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> they get did quite a good job of of making him sympathetic very quickly before they killed him because you know they had the family dinner and he and I, I even wrote in my notes like this grandpa's great because he's there he's being so bitter and annoyed I, and then he's like oh it's your birthday present yeah, just some piece yes, of no, stuff I carved some trash I noted the same thing because I love it. he's like oh just some dumb carving it's <laughs> whatever <laughs> that is like beautiful ornate I mean it is uh, nice it. One thing, I mean, we'll get to episode three, but one thing that's nice about episode three, because we get the background on that character, and you do see that he is like a cre- he he's a creative guy that it was kind of, you know, squeezed out of him. And like those yeah. carvings and stuff, that's like the remnants of who he was. But he's still kind of like, man, this is some stupid though. Don't even worry about it. It's a dumb thing. Yeah. And always combative to to his uh, stepdaughter, like, oh, you know, you want to come over early? Well, this, I hope you. If you don't like this, you may as well stay home or whatever he says. <laughs> oh yeah, just mac and cheese, whatever. Oh yeah. Um, and then and yes, we also get the. I I, I think Ray Ray's the schlubby one from Ewan McGregor because yes. it's Ray and uh, Ray and Emmett. So yeah, because but mm-hmm. then Ray has a has a. He's a, yeah, he's a parole officer, and then he yeah he starts dating one of his uh, cons, I guess. And yeah, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead plays Nikki, and I really like because at first it just feels like ah oh, this is gonna be the cliche relationship, like she's clearly using him because he's a schlubby like piece of garbage. And uh, but then like things do seem genuine by the end of the episode where they have like a sweet moment where they both kill a guy with an air conditioner. Oh, yeah. They bond. (laughs) Yeah. And and I did like how that all played out because actually, I mean, and I mean, I don't know how how far I'm reaching, but them kind of but the 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 guy comes back because he had to commit murder and he brings stamps, but they're just (laughs) they're just stamps. But yeah. he he kind of busts in while they're in the tub. I don't know if that's another Lebowski reference or not. I'm going to go ahead and say it is. Because, uh, you know, Lebowski's in the tub and then some dudes come in and mess with them. Although they have a marmot. Uh, but that's a whole nother story. But It is. <clears throat> but yeah, that's where he realizes, like, you know, he hired an idiot. And he's, you know, he wants $5,000 now because he had to go out of his way and kill somebody. Even though it's the wrong guy and he didn't bring the right stamps. And it's it was I liked seeing how it came together where the guy's like I want my money tomorrow and then he leaves and then Nikki starts counting as she's thinking like all right it's gonna take eight seconds to get through the hallway then go down the stairs <laughs> and it's that nice build up because then she starts she gets a tool and she's starting to loose the air con- loosen the air conditioner and I almost expected Ray to be more like innocent doofus where he's gonna be like no we can't kill this guy but she's like yeah. is he out there yet. And he looks at the window. He's like, "Yeah, he's there. Let's do this. Like, let's <laughs> let's throw this air conditioner on him." But it still came off to me, even though they they killed a man in her horrible way. I was like, "Oh wow, what a sweet moment that <laughs> that was for this couple. What a what yeah. a way to really sell this couple to me." Another sweet moment before is when uh, she she's trying to distract oh, the cop yeah, yeah. by getting undressed, <laughs> and he's supposed to grab the gun, but he doesn't realize it because he also is distracted. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, she has to just say it in front of the guy, like Ray, the the gun, <laughs> the gun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So and also their uh, obsession with bridge. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, they have. Detail. Yeah, this this uh, partnership. They're really good and. 
You know, they came in third runner up in the in the bridge competition or whatever. And she's tr- yeah. like she's really concerned about it. She wants to get like a sponsor and uh, really make this bridge, you know, uh, companionship become a thing. Like they're going to be the pros or whatever. Mm hmm. Which there's something in, in every field. There are pros apparently in sponsors, yeah. uh, and they're the only. Everyone else is like old people who I assume are doing it for fun, and they're like rolling in, like we're gonna own this casino in slow yeah. motion. And and yeah. and I do like the like. There's all these hints that like Nikki's got. I mean, I guess it, you know they could easily flip it where she's not quite as genuine with Ray because. She's always a step ahead, at least with this stuff. Like, oh no, I got a fake ID. This apartment's under a fake name, and uh, <laughs> yeah. don't worry about it. Like, just go, just go away. It's just an accident. And then, and then Ray even drops into parole officer mode, where he's like, "That's against your parole." It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it could be genuine because, I mean, I mean, she's. It's like she's uh, weird enough. And kind of crazy enough that uh, it would make sense that, yeah, like you'd see her on the street and you're like, I have no idea why this girl's single. And then you see see this and you're like, yeah, you know, this makes sense. Yeah. And I mean, up. yeah, I guess we can get into episode two because uh, it does. It, it is kind of a another sweet, weird moment where um, she breaks in uh, to Emmett's house while Ray's distracting him to, you know, what he's got his cheese clog, his cheese blocked up. So he needs to figure it out. He needs to either get his brother back by stealing the stamp or just, you know, oh, bygones. Right. Sorry, you, you said uh, C-H-I. I really thought you said he had his cheese blocked oh, no. up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's cheese. That was in there? It sounds like it was in there. But but yeah, exactly. It's chi. But, it's all blocked. But uh, yes, yeah, so then she... She what does feel like a genuine heartfelt moment uh, standing up for her for her bow. She leaves her bloody tampon in um in Emmett's drawer and writes like, "Who's the ass now?" on his donkey picture in her period. That felt blood. like a genu- genuine moment to you. <laughs> well, no, but I mean, it felt like she did it for she did it for Ray at least. Mm. I mean, she did build this whole backstory like she was telling him like, "Oh, that smug guy." Oh, he put, the symbolism is so there. He took the stamp down and put up a donkey saying that you're an ass. Oh, this guy. And she's like, ah, not only is he, you know, got more money than us, but he's also a step ahead sometimes. Like he's this, you know, he's this arch villain making these plans. But yeah, and he's like, uh, what? I mean, it, I mean, it did show that she's obviously a little off kilter, but I, I guess thinking about it now, it does show that maybe it, i felt like it came from a place uh, of defense for ray well yes and and the fact that she before then said like your cheese block and she blocked and she doesn't say we need to go steal it because of that she says well you either got to do steal it or let it go can you do that so yeah. she's actually open to him letting it go but, the, but once they commit she's a hundred percent in yeah and then in, and i also loved in true coen brothers yeah. fashion that they do uh, they do get over it together and they have a beautiful moment <laughs> yeah. the Ewan McGregor's and then uh, it's all fucked because of what she did yeah because then Ray's like you know what it, it, you were right it really felt good like I th- think we made some real progress and then she's like well that wasn't the plan like that wasn't wasn't why we went there the plan was I was going to break in um, and you know instead of just if she did get out of there without a trace then maybe there Ray and Emmett would be up uh ready to put this thing behind and under the bridge as they say or whatever <laughs> but nope yes. uh, speaking of under the bridge under the bridge uh there's at the parking garage there's a truck that shows up with a vm Varga uh, putting more yes. more and more pressure on everything going on and he's he's uh, alphaing his way in a british manner into this whole business and moving in and this is the episode where they go to a lawyer and try to get him to dig up some dirt and uh there's a slight computer virus that takes a picture and then you get murdered if you google vm varga so i hope you haven't tried this at home kids yeah it is great too because they go to this lawyer because they think he knows like he can do something but then we see him in his private time he's just an idiot just a typical like old dude that doesn't know google and and he's trying to what help from his receptionist or his wife or whoever it's supposed to be and it's like, what do you, what do we do now? And yeah, they, they, they Google VM Varga, and then they click on it, and the computer takes a picture of him real quick, and then shuts off. 
<laughs> and the next thing you know, you're getting thrown off of a, a parking structure by his goons. So yeah, yeah. like there's uh, this this big shadow of VM Varga and what he can do uh looming uh over this episode and yeah what's in the truck i did like that little back and forth where it's like i don't even want to what if it's i don't even want to say it's like oh what uh what did you say like slave Slave girls because uh were you thinking the same thing i was thinking the same thing (laughs) he's like what he's like no i was thinking thinking drugs drugs. oh yeah yeah yeah. i was thinking drugs too Yeah, yeah, that was great. And they have a good back and forth. And and one of the main bits of this episode is obviously because of the whole break in, the bloody break in, uh, there is then a, a confrontation where uh, Emmett's second in command, who's this like gopher type, uh, yeah, yes, boss, yeah, boss. <laughs> and he goes, uh, let me talk to him. And he thinks he's a real tough guy. And he's going to talk to the brother <laughs> in this diner. And it doesn't really go, well, it goes kind of as planned yeah uh, but then on the way out <laughs> he just drives uh, backs into his car and then back he's like drives into a bunch of cars or at least one big one yeah. so that was a great moment it was great because yeah he is having his tough guy moment of like all right i'm gonna smash my hummer into your dumb ferrari and i'm gonna show you but then since he's kind of like a noob as well like or just in true colin brothers fargo fashion how like even people that are kind of badass they're they're stupid or they're gonna make a mistake as he's driving away he smashes into just someone else's car as well and you can and you see like look on his face like oh oh no (laughs) i didn't mean to do that Uh uh-oh uh and yeah there's this quirk going on too with the um with the detective on the case or she was what uh old chief what does he call her or captain because yeah chief yeah old chief where she can't uh automatic doors aren't opening for her and if that tells me anything, if, if Simpsons has taught me anything, automatic doors don't open for you when you don't have a soul. So I can only oh, assume right. that's where they're going with that. Um, Is that more than one time it, that, ha- that happens? It happens in the first episode and it happens in the second episode. Ooh, she might be a ghost. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> and uh, my boy, we see my boy Shay Wigman uh, or Wiggum in this. Uh, he's the new captain because there's this whole thing oh, going yeah. on where the yeah her basically... It, from what I from what I get from it, it's like their town's so small that their police office is being you know absorbed by a bigger one because he's the one yep. that's like what where, where's your cells what's going on here <laughs> like this is 2010. <laughs> well, they can just fax it and get the information they need that way. Well, no one responds, but they fax it, you know. <laughs> yeah, but I really like that actor because he was in uh, Legend of Master Legend. He was in Vice Principals, Boardwalk Empire. He's been in a ton of stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm glad he's been popping up more lately because he's really good. Um, and yeah, I mean, yeah, we we see a little bit of the books because at the beginning of this episode, she's going over the books that were hidden away, which we'll get into more in the next episode. But I think we covered pretty much all the big things in episode two right yes yes we did so and uh episode three yeah where are you gonna well i was just gonna say yeah episode three i think my only issue with it it's not so much that i think it's a bad episode i think i I was just so in with everything that was going on that i was a little bummed that we kind of took a detour for a little bit it's still some interesting character stuff and you know we get some background on uh on the stepfather that was murdered uh, but yeah, I just kind of wanted to be back in with, you know, uh, VM Varga and, you know, uh, Ray and Nikki and stuff like that. So I think that's the only thing that maybe took me off. And I might have had some visions of Legion. If I maybe if I hadn't have watched Legion and kind of come away kind of unhappy in the end. Right. I wouldn't have been second guessing this episode because, I mean, I yeah. get that it's still pretty good, but it, it's it's the more quirky of the of the three, obviously, even though it's a pretty quirky show. But we keep yeah. going back with the animation, and we got the flashbacks, and then we're in L.A. And this show, a few times, like, I didn't love their cell phone jokes. They did have a couple, like, can you believe cell phones? And, yeah, I know 2010, we're on our cell phones. We're on our cell phones now. I get it. We're always on our cell phones. But did you like the Facebook references? Oh, the yeah, and then the Facebook. Facebook yeah, yeah. It, that was Mac from Always Sunny, right? I I don't know. Oh, do you watch Always Sunny? No. (laughs) A little. I'm pretty sure it was Mac, but go ahead. Okay. What what are your thoughts? 
Uh, yeah, it's the episode that requires the most trust out of these because it's kind of like, and now we did two episodes of a story, but hey, you know, it's not like we could just keep doing the story. We got to do something fun and unique and interesting. Like, let's have some fun over here, I assume Noah said. <laughs> and then they go and do the Los Angeles episode. As it even opens up, it tells you, you know, the events here took place in Los Angeles in... 1975 or whatever it says yeah um rather than the usual so it's kind of like their los angeles episode like certain seasons have uh their blank episode that was the one that was all in last season that was all in one night you know where where they're being arrested and getting out of the police place like it's all one continuous sequence Mm -hmm. but obviously that's more connected to the plot that's going on since it's kind of like the central crux of it and this is more of a detour and as far as doing it in the third episode i can see where you'd have some like quibbles with it especially since it also goes into animation and if there was anything that like i was felt cautious about it was that i think because of not the legion this time but the get down oh yes very Um, true yep because the get down did animation to fill in gaps in the story and it's very clear that that's not the case here it's they're doing something different here uh i i could see where someone would see it as like padding or something similar but for me it all uh worked what did you think of the animation yeah, I mean, yeah, I still think it worked. It's still, it was an interesting, you know, I like their little sci-fi tale, and I like the style they used for it. Uh, but yeah, the, I didn't even think of that. It's also another call-out would be the get-down, but obviously much more effective and better used here than the way the get-down used animation uh, in their most recent season. Uh, I mean... It, it it was definitely the the episode was losing me a little bit just because the other side of it was the flashback story and like it's very clear what's going on with this story which is you know it's fresh faced guy is getting you know b- big Hollywood's gonna chew him up and spit him out uh, which is fine but like since it is like a whole episode it's like all right I know where this is going you know we. Use an attractive actress to entice him, and then they're taking all his money, and then he gets mad. Although I guess there's a nice twist because what he beats up the guy's legs, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he, he messes he, him up real. Yeah, good. shows his uh, shows maybe a darker side to him. But yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'm not gonna lie, it was definitely losing me, and maybe I was dozing out, dozing off sometimes during this episode. So there you go. Oh dear. <laughs> Yeah, but what about the SantaCon? That was fun. <laughs> I like that there was a Santa convention. Oh yeah, at the hotel. The motel. Yeah, and even mm-hmm. like the little things where it's like, oh, you here for the SantaCon? It's like no, and it's like, oh, so hourly then? It's like what? Oh, uh, nothing. <laughs> Don't worry about it. And then a Santa steals her luggage, and then yeah, then yes. Mac shows up, and you almost think Mac might be kind of a good guy until it's like two beers. Do you want two beers too? And it's like, no. <laughs> and it's like, oh, you're not on Facebook? Everyone's on Facebook. And then uh, just level with me. Are we going to uh, we gonna have sex or what? I, I didn't see... No. I, I might have missed something. She ran into that guy again from the plane. He's that guy that's always in stuff. Did- he's that guy that I wanted to look up. Like, has he been in Fargo before? Because he's in every... Like, he's all over the place. Yeah, I just remember him as uh, the devil and Reaper. But he's also yeah. in, like, everything. Uh, did that yeah. go anywhere that I missed? I didn't think it did. Uh, no. Okay. No. But I assumed, like, oh, it's like he's working for Varga or something. I don't know. But uh, it's another thing that may come up again and may not. And that's the thing where the show is a <coughs> lot of that stuff, but but the weird interconnectedness where, where things pile on and, and, like, grow and, like, the uh, train goes completely off the tracks is the fun stuff mostly Mm -hmm. uh however i think i'm more positive on the third episode than you because for me it 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 felt more like it felt like a self-contained story in a way like it it made sense i totally get if it wasn't like exactly what you wanted out of it but uh i was pretty fine with it though yeah yeah i mean i guess i was probably just like i said I, i it's not that i think it's bad or anything I think it's just because, you know, we're two episodes in and I was kind of all in with what's going on in the story and the characters happening where this. Yeah, it was just a detour that wasn't timed very well for me. And I mean, it's hard not to compare things, compare this show to Legion just because it's the same showrunner. And what I'll say, it's very similar, like kind of what you're talking about is 
Legion, it was always questioning, is this real or is this in David's head? Fargo, a lot of stuff you're questioning is like, is this important to the story or is this just important to building? A lot? Some things pop up just to build this the vibe of Fargo and like the tone yeah. that you're having. So something could be just a weird quirk just to help you know, fill this world. Like you're saying that actor uh, popping up or that, that character, you know, is this a thing that's going to play off later or no? Or is this just about building this like quirky Fargo world? Although I do think Fargo nails things way better than, than Legion did. And it's a, it's, it's a funner watch for me, even if there are things that don't amount to much besides like building that vibe. I'm okay with it. Whereas with Legion, it was kind of like, all right, this is just wasting my time. I didn't feel like this episode yeah. was wasting my time. I was just kind of like, you know, I was, I, I wasn't as checked in for what was happening. That makes sense. I mean, uh, if this was a different show, I'd be saying stuff like, "Why are they doing a whole episode <laughs> where it's completely on the other side of the planet? It's not connected to the plot at all. They got some animation and some dumb robot. Yeah, that would be fine. But if you want to do a story about a robot, why don't you do it about? This is all stuff I would be yeah. saying. Except it all makes sense in this show yeah. somehow. And, and it's a. I think that's why we're always uh, like in uh, when a new season of Fargo starting, we're like. Oh, this is going to be the one where it goes bad because it's such a, a balance <laughs> yes. that you need to strike, and it's hard. Uh, but they're, I think they're doing it well so far in this season as well. And you're right. I think both season one and two had these kind of detour episodes, uh, but they were just I, I, maybe maybe it's because they weren't as early. They didn't stand out as much to me. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I could totally see why people would like it. And I guess you said it's someone. It was one of their favorites. I I could totally get that. It's just, I wasn't ready for it. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. But we, I think we've said the opposite sometimes, that when when an episode is towards the end of the season, yeah, and that's sometimes true. they do something like this, and we're like, come on, this yeah. is when the story <laughs> should be ramping up. So, Very true. So it's tricky. Yep. And yeah, speaking of that feedback, where our listener Jonathan did let us know that he's liking this <laughs> season so far, good actors, and it holds the same tone as before. And yes, he said... Uh, he liked the, this episode the most, the third episode, and that they took in some animation. And he noted that it was pretty smart of them to cast uh, Frances Fisher and her daughter as the younger versions. So that's... Um, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, because I, I mean, I did think they did well with uh, with the, you know, the young version and the mm -hmm. current day or 2010 version. I didn't realize that it was mother-daughter. That's interesting. It is. It is, and the father is Clint Eastwood. Uh, oh wow! I just looked that up before the show. Wow. Uh, yeah. So so that nepotism that at its finest, similar. folks. Sorry, I didn't mean to yell over you. <laughs> exactly. No, no, that's nepotism <laughs> must be crushed. Uh, but they did a good job anyway, despite everything. Uh, and he he noted that his favorite character is David Thewlis, uh, you know Varga, uh, mm. which I asked him like. What do you mean? He's barely, <laughs> he's not in it that much. But as Jonathan said, he's, he thinks he steals every scene he's in, like takes over the focus or at least uh, Jonathan's focus and playing an interesting character that he looks forward to seeing more of. Who's your favorite character this season, Jim? Uh, I, I, Ray is probably my favorite character because he's just, you Me know, too. schlubby, like, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, and especially like seeing him in comparison to other Ewan McGregor. He's fun to watch, and I like his relationship with Nikki a lot. So I, I'm definitely uh, the most interested when when they pop up because uh, I like to see what kind of shenanigans they're going to get themselves into. Uh, I could totally yeah. see Love and Varga, but yeah, I, I would also agree it's, he's not in it a, a ton yet. But uh, I I totally agree that yes, he 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 has this the the air of mystery and intrigue, and the way he controls the room. It's it's uh it's very fun to watch. Yeah, and especially because in that part of the story, you're not going to be rooting too hard for Emmett because hmm. we like Ray more than Emmett, even though Ray is a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, we're we're bad like that. Um, and um, wh what else was there? That oh yeah, I mean Gloria is pretty good, but she's not that good. Like she's not that riveting. I. Like, I can totally see loving her in a few episodes if she gets to do some cooler stuff. And I do like her. I like that she's clearly a lot smarter than any other police people. And she's actually looking into it. And she has 
this problem where she doesn't have a soul, and we'll yeah. see where that goes. But yeah, but yeah, and yeah, um, the only I think I agree with Ray. Yeah, and the only other thing with her character so far is she's so in line with the first season detective, and you know, just yeah. Fargo, which was already a play off of the Fargo movie. So mm-hmm. that's true. I mean, I get what they're doing, and there's still a lot of potential there, but they haven't given us enough. And and even in this episode, which was kind of her episode, she takes a back seat to Thaddeus Mobley or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, there's still it's it's there, but yeah, they haven't given us quite enough yet, especially to differentiate it from you know the standard Fargo female detective that's ahead of everyone else. You know. True. Uh, true. I do like that. Like. I mean, it, it's it's weirdly on the nose, but it was, you know, with the ending where it's like, let's go to Arby's. And they're all excited about going to Arby's because it's kind of this cliche, like in a weird way with these with the movie and this show, we like it because we kind of look down upon these dumb Midwestern people. <laughs> yeah. And we're like, oh, they like Arby's and they talk stupid. Uh, but, uh, you know, but, <laughs> but which I'm pretty connect disconnected from that stereotype. But I do recognize that, you know, they say. Minnesota's like American or US Canada, right? This is kind of similar on the border there. Yeah. And obviously Sweden is European Canada. Ah, so nice. I can I can recognize some stuff there where you're out in the in the bushes and we certainly don't have enough police to we're gonna get absorbed by the county, I'm sure. Uh so so I can identify with that. Oh least. yeah. Plus, you know, you're living in the cold weather, being kind of like a dumb bumpkin, like you, this show's sure. for you, man. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. This is you on uh, TV. J- <laughs> it is. <laughs> Uh, and I, I long to be Varga, but I am Ray. <laughs> we all must live in this world. Um, final note from Jonathan, he also compared, like, he, he was also bringing up a lot of references and, and like, similarities to other Coen Brothers stuff, like uh, Barton Fink. You know, the third episode is very Barton Fink, ah, which is about, you know, okay. screenwriting I, and stuff. Yeah, and I've never, uh, I've never actually seen Barton Fink. It's a movie I've always meant to watch, but I've never sat down and watched it, so that did go right yeah. over my head. Yeah, and that's me with most of the <laughs> references, but but this one was like, yeah, yeah, that's pr- pretty much right. So I think we summed up the first three episodes, yes? Yes, yeah, we did it. Yes. And uh, right. yeah, it's, it's a great show. In case you did, even in, in any of our little minor quibbles or nitpicks, it's uh, it's, it's a great show. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy to have a, have the rest of the season to look forward to. Yes, and if for some reason you listen to this without <laughs> watching Fargo, it is nice that... It's not like other shows, like the anthology aspect is positive in that you can jump in, like you don't really have to watch season one and two to jump in right now, or you could watch season two or season one, you know, whichever, Uh, and you might... You might really enjoy it, so I recommend it. And please do send your thoughts to us at showswhatyouknowshow at gmail.com or leave them in a comment below. You can also subscribe on our iTunes or other podcasting stuff. And of course, also our YouTube where you can see our faces. Oh my gosh, these faces. So magnetic, so charismatic. It's definitely part of the overall experience. Yeah, absolutely. And you can find more from Jacob at awesomepedia.org. Uh, he's got podcasts, he's got videos, he's got music, he's got exactly what's advertised. It's an encyclopedia of awesome. And you can also find more from me at jimandthem.com, not quite as awesome, but has some podcasts, has some videos, and we both have YouTubes. Very true. So, see you next time with some more Fargo. Peace!